And welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. I'm Evan Singer, one of your co-hosts. And boy, do we have something special for you this week. But first, in case you're new, welcome aboard. Your golf game off the rails, you're sick of riding the struggle bus, you've come to the right place. The part train helps frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. We unpack the mental game with PJ Torpo's best-selling authors, CEOs, sports psychologists, everyday golfers like you and me and more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This is a brand new bonus podcast format called the LFG series. Stands for what you think. Let's go. A shorter form series that'll come out the first Sunday of every month where we handpick our favorite sound bites from our most popular episodes around similar themes, put it all together on top of some tunes that'll get your juices going and get you inspired, get you in the right frame of mind on your way to your next big round, a workout, a big meeting, you name it. This podcast is designed to be played on the way to anything. You can listen to the whole thing. And before you hop on board, we have a very special partner for this new mini series, Oars and Alps. And I didn't know this about them, but their brand is actually based on a Latin proverb, if the wind will not serve, take to the oars. And I love this because it's about overcoming adversity, just like the LFG series will remind you every month. No wind in the sails? No problem, you'll paddle if you need to. Oars and Alps is my favorite men's self-care brand crafted for people who want more from life and less in their products. Honestly, guys, the best sunscreen. I know a ton of you bought a ton this past year. Deodorant, face wash, body wash, cooling wipes, thickening hairspray, recovery bombs, you name it, they have it. All great ingredients, smells great. It'll make you look great and feel great. So go to oarsandalps.com, O-A-R-S-A-N-D-A-L-P-S.com, enter the code LFG and get 15% off. Now let's go. Golf is a game that you say you love. They love reading about golf. They love talking about golf. They love watching golf on television. And they'll look at me and say, you know, it's interesting after talking to you. I think I love golf all the time, except when I'm actually playing it. Don't say you can't do that. Set the expectations low. You gain nothing from setting it high. If you like it conditionally, meaning I only really love golf when everything's going my way and every putt's lipping in instead of lipping out and every ball's going where I'm looking, well, then you don't love golf. The higher you set the expectation of I'm going to execute at this level, just let yourself be in the moment. Once you hit a shot, wherever it goes, now the game is to go get your ball and go find a way to get it in the hole from wherever it lies. Expect that you are going to think about negative thoughts when you're looking at that four footer for you know the bragging rights with your friends. Those are gonna creep in. The what if I miss is human. Loving golf means you love that it's a game of mistakes. And if you're spending your whole life trying to change golf into a game of perfect, then you don't like golf. And if you think you're gonna be the first person to ever perfect it, and then you're gonna dominate it, you're really in trouble. Ultimately, you gotta be clear and committed. Ultimately, there's gotta be an absence of doubt or fear. You have to have a clear plan of where you want the ball to come. Let's face it, for most people to get real good, it, it takes a certain amount of practice. The crazy thing about golf advice and all these tips is that you can hear it a million times and then one person says it a way that clicks in your brain and you're like, oh, I got it. But you've heard every version of that. That's teaching and that's why, you know, people say that the way we teach and learn might not be the most effective because everyone learns differently. I've written in previous books that a beginner is unconsciously incompetent. So a beginner is very unconscious. Like I have nine grandkids. 
when they first go swing a golf club, they might be doing everything wrong, but boy, they're unconscious and they're freed up. They might miss the ball. They might hit it all over the place, but man, they're, they're unconscious. When you swing tense, like a lot of times you're holding your breath, put it in your pre-shot, exhale and go. A lot of players use metronomes in their practice drills. So I have like a saying on my putt. And so I just go square back through when it touches square back through. An intermediate performer who's been taking lessons and practicing is defined as being consciously competent. So now they're conscious of what they're doing and they're thinking about their golf swing. So they're becoming consciously competent, which is okay on the driving range. Expect that you your brain does want to do something. It's hard to be quiet. It's not basketball. We don't get to have the lat, you know, where it's just fluid motion. The tough thing about golf is that you have so much time to think about it. An advanced performer is unconsciously competent. If you go back and look at my early, earlier books, I've been very honest with people. Probably need to get some fundamentals from a teacher. You probably need to spend some time practicing and learning some fundamentals. And then you need to learn how to repeat it. So a range in the practice is okay for that. But when you go on the golf course, you have to play golf. Golf is kind of like the therapy or like the deep dive in your psychoanalysis where you get to like look and be like, come on, don't do that. You don't need to, don't, don't say you can't do that. Set the expectations low. And that doesn't mean don't shoot for the stars and don't have big goals. Because it's a game, you have to play at it. I think a lot of people get so into working at their game that they're always trying hard and they're not playing golf. And so, I mean, when you get on the golf course, you have to play the game. Are you filled with joy? Are you really having a good time? Do you feel like you're playing a game or do you feel like you've made golf into another job that you hate and complain about all the time? And I think, you know, that just ruins it. If you just put your head down and do it how you want to do it, the result will come. But we're wired to think, what's the result I want? How do I get it? This isn't getting it. This isn't getting it. This isn't getting it. There isn't a shortcut. You just kind of have to do it, and then the result will come. I had a daughter who played at Notre Dame. And I said, you know, we'd go out at night and find steep uphill lies, downhill lies, above your feet, below your feet. We'd go in the woods and find out which trees can I hit it over and which can't. Which ones, can I hook it around the tree or can I cut it around? Or do I have to hit it under? But you got to go out in the golf course and do that stuff by yourself, not in competition no social pressure, just totally out there. This is what all good players do. That's some of it for a lot of people. They gotta understand that's what good players have done and they're always have done. You have to simulate who you are on the golf course. Mm -hmm. And that took me a really long time to deal with. So Great a lot point. of times on the first tee, I get a little bit of that, like, I can feel it up here. It's excitement, it's anxiety. I don't know what it is, but it's like, I feel it up there. And I used to hate it, but it's also like, What's better than knowing you have a tea time? What's better than being on the first tee? So like, how could I hate this? So I started simulating that by, when I went to the driving range, after I like warmed up and got loose, I would like hold my breath for 20 seconds or 30 seconds. And then my heart rate would be up and I'd exhale and I'd do my pre-shot routine with a faster heart rate. And then I'd do the swing and rehearse the idea of, damn, I can hit good shots like this. Because I think a lot of times you get in this rhythm of like, here's that feeling again, and here's where I fuck up. If you can rehearse that and say, if that happens to you on the putting green, rehearse that feeling and start to love the feeling that your body's giving you. Now people will say to me, well, what if I'm an intermediate player and I go on the golf course and see shots and hit it and they don't go where I'm looking? I go, well, that's what I would expect. You should expect that. 
even the best players in the world that are advanced performers, it doesn't go where they're looking a lot of the time. Their misses are just better than yours. Okay. So part of it, you got to accept it and go play golf and score. You might say, well, then you better not be hitting your driver. What club can you swing? And even if you miss, have it be in play. So that's where course management and strategy becomes a part. Sometimes people say, well, so you don't want me to have any swing thoughts. And I go, yeah, that would be my dream for you. And they'll go, well, would you ever make an exception? And I'll say, well, I wouldn't like to, but if I had to, I'd tell you, okay, I'll make a deal with the devil. And the deal is this, I'll let you have one swing thought, but you got to do it on every warm up shot, regardless of where the ball goes, you're committed. You got to do it on every shot on the golf course. And you've got to tie that swing thought into the ball going to your target. And it's a belief, if you wish, and a commitment. And if the ball doesn't go there on your third shot, you're going to do it again on your fourth shot. You're not going to go to some other. Like some people have been with four teachers. They tell me they not only bounce around on swing thought, they bounce around on teachers. So the first two holes are with teacher A. The next three holes are with teacher B. The next three holes are with another teacher. And then they start all over again. That isn't going to work. And then the other part of the deal is I'll make that deal with the devil if I have to, but anything less than a full swing, you have to just see shots and hit shots with no swing thought. I definitely don't want any swing shots with the part of the game that's really creative and imaginative. The full game isn't always that creative. I mean, you could have one shot and hit it all day. But boy, once you get up around the greens or inside 70, 80 yards, you got to really play golf. You want to make it harder for some reason in your brain. Like, oh no, it, sh it shouldn't have been that easy. It must have been harder. You start even through seven holes and then you're like, when's the blow up coming? Like you assume, <laughs> it, sh you assume it should be bad. Sometimes it's in the middle of the fairway. Sometimes it's in the rough. Sometimes it's in the woods. Sometimes up against a tree. Sometimes it's in the water. And it's like, but you got to go play your next shot. You know, that's what people have to learn, but that's what golf is and that's how you play it. Someone asked me like, you know, everyone's taking up golf now and they're like, how do I fix this? I always say when LeBron or MJ is hitting the final shot, do you think he goes left foot, plant, right foot, <laughs> step in, lean back, tuck elbow. Like that's what you're doing on your golf swing. You'll never hit the ball. So it's about knowing enough to not think. You're a human being. So because you're a human being, you're born flawed. I want to be a single digit golf. Well, then you got to have a single digit attitude. If you step up and you're over the ball and you're saying it's a 185 shot, but that feels windy, I should play it like 190. Might as well muscle up a little bit. You're dead. You can't make those decisions at the ball. You have to bring your mind up to the level of your golf skill. That double bogey didn't ruin your round. You let it ruin your round. When you play golf, you're going to make human errors. I can't change that I'm here. I can't change the duck hook that I just hit and I'm behind a tree. All I have is, what can I do from this moment? This is how you're going to separate yourself. We're getting to a point where now it's coming down to the mind and course management. Can you do those things? Teachers have done such a good job. And with the money in the game, there's a lot of talented people that are really dedicated to getting good. We work off historical references in our brain. It worked that time, or this time it did this, so now I trust this. and. and you know, that's the battle with golf is if I haven't seen it go straight, how do I trust that it's going to go straight? You know, it's always this like backwards thing. So once you're on the golf course, I want people to play golf shots rather than golf swings. 
I'm into taking people to the highest level humanly possible. I, I want people to chase their human potential. If you try to think like, I need four on this hole, you make decisions that are outside of yourself or outside of your comfort zone as opposed to just letting the moment happen. So I think everything's about letting the moment happen. And let's get really good at it. When you know too much, which you do about your golf game and happens to people, you start to, why? Oh, wait, I could have done, ah, should I, should I have done it? You start to question, like micromanage, where no one cares. They want the entire thing. It's gonna work or it's not gonna work. I want people to have the attitude on the golf course that I'm not gonna work on my golf swing or try to make a golf swing. I'm gonna paint a picture or see a ball flight and that's gonna cause a swing of a certain kind to happen. You know, they say the mind doesn't hear the negating phrases. So if you're like, don't hit it in the water, all the mind heard was hit it in the water. It doesn't hear the negating phrases. Arnold Palmer said it great a long, long time ago. He said, my philosophy of golf is all you got to do is hit one good shot per hole and I'd rather it not be my first. I actually just like doing the execution part. I like doing this part and making this thing happen and making this thing happen. And by the end, you'll be where you want it to be. Thanks for hopping aboard our new LFG mini series. I hope this got your mind right on the way to whatever you're going to. Big thanks to Roback and Oars and Alps for making all of our podcasts possible. And remember guys, let's go.